you bastards. Another very strong month of job creation in the American economy. 428,000 jobs added back. This is the 12th month in a row uh, of job creation. It's a little bit lighter than the average for the beginning of the year, which is an average of like 560 some thousand every every month. That's a lot of, of job creation, but still a big number. In normal times, a number like this would be absolutely blockbuster. But remember, we're trying to dig out of that big jobs hole uh, created because of the coronavirus pandemic, the coronavirus recession. We're still down a little over a million jobs, uh, a, a million jobs over the course of the entire uh, the entire uh, crisis. 3.6% is the unemployment rate that is essentially uh, steady there. We've had a couple of revisions in uh, February and March, but overall, you can see this is a strong trend in the American labor market, uh, no question. And the jobless rate has come down dramatically from the worst of things in 2020 when you were looking at almost 50 percent, 15 percent unemployment rate. Now, we saw wages increase, you guys, by five and a half percent. That's pretty strong wage, wage growth overall. That's one of the concerns that some economists have. They like to see the job market, believe it or not, slow down a little bit here so it doesn't spin off even more inflation in the economy. As you know, the Federal Reserve is working very, very hard to try to uh, tamp down on inflation right now, uh, trying to do that by raising interest rates. So a lot of changes happening uh, in the American economy at the moment. For you, what that means, jobs are plentiful, wages are rising, uh, but so are costs in terms of inflation and borrowing costs will be rising. So anybody who's got a credit card, a home loan, a car loan. If you're getting new loans, you're going to have higher interest rates for all of those things. So a lot happening in the economy, you guys. There is a lot happening in the economy, you guys. There is a lot happening in the economy, but it's mostly really good. It's mostly like exceptionally good. So let's talk about the the, the inflation, okay? Because people are still upset. They're very upset about inflation. And, uh, you know, the idea that uh, inflation is something that's particular to America is foolish. It's stupid. It's, uh, you know, kind of a GOP talking point, but it's dumb. Why did I say but? No, it is dumb because it is a GOP talking point. Let's just look at the fact that a global uh, inflation is global. Now, what what in the world um, does everyone around the globe need in order to make their economies go? So I'm going to say energy, right? I'm just going to off the top of my head, say energy. <laughs> so let's have a little look-see at a couple of things that I've had beside me in my stack of papers all week but was waiting for the jobs report to actually show you. Chevron and Exxon last Friday posted huge profits bolstered by sky-high gas prices. Sky-high gas prices. And guess what they told their investors? Guess what they said on their earnings call? Guess what they said? They said, we're going to keep oil production flat. We're not going to increase production. Roll it. Speed it up like in the chocolate factory. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. They're going to keep production where it is 
because they're making an extraordinary amount of money by gouging you and me. And then the idiots over on the other side of the aisle who are only interested in power, they don't care how they get it, they don't care who, they don't care the morals, they don't care about policy, they don't care about children, they don't care about anything, nothing, except getting and keeping power. They are literally trying to divide this country over the fact that gas prices are very, very high, but leaving out the... Um, Fact that Chevron raked in $6.3 billion in the first quarter, which is quadruple, quadruple its profit in the same period last year, quadruple from the same time last year. Exxon brought in $5.5 billion. That's double their profit from last year. These two well, all oil and gas companies, they are, they are the biggest beneficiaries of soaring gas prices, obviously. And they don't have any interest in, you know, America or Germany or, you know, uh, uh, democ democracies around the world. They don't have any interest in any of it to the point where they say, you know, we're really hurting these democracies. We're hurting the ability for people to, uh, you know, and so we're going to increase production and we're going to invest in, uh, you know, new, uh, new production or whatever. No, 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 no. Instead, they have taken these profits. They've decided they're keeping production flat and they've taken these profits. And I know this because they announced it. They said it out loud. They're not even trying to hide it. It's just that people who don't read newspapers or people who don't watch news like real news, you know, they have no idea that this has actually gone on and that this is public knowledge. But last Friday, they announced plans to triple its stock buybacks, to triple its repurchases up to $30 billion through 2023. Chevron said it's going to purchase a record $10 billion of its own stock. The CEO of Exxon was on this call and he said, quote, I want to acknowledge the very real impact the high prices are having on families all around the world. You may recall we anticipated this with industry investment levels well below those required to offset depletion. What? So, this is even more egregious. They're very aware of how it's hurting us. They're very aware of how it's hurting uh, consumers, of how it's hurting democracies, of how it's hurting families. They're very aware of it, but yeah, we just don't care. We just don't care. We told you this was going to happen and you didn't do anything about it. You didn't regulate us. You didn't do a damn thing about it. And so, you know, uh, we've colluded. And uh, we've set the price, and we're not going to increase production, which could affect lowering the price. I just want you to understand that. It's not even a secret, okay? Now, here's the cure. And this is why the Republicans don't want you to know about any of this. The cure is what Democrats have proposed, and that is a windfall profits tax, right? This is obviously a windfall. This is obviously double what they did last year at the same time. This is obviously a quadrupling of what they did last year at the same time. And so this is obviously, by definition, a windfall. And so here in the United States of America, you have a party that is very interested in passing a windfall profits tax so that 
you can't get hurt by this in the United States, which is all we have control over. Nancy Pelosi, Charles Schumer, on Thursday, they actually brought forward legislation to give the regulators the power to hit oil and gas companies with penalties for keeping their prices so high while returning the profits to their shareholders. They literally introduced legislation. And you have these companies that are literally off your backs, off our backs. Here in the United States, look, it's a global problem, obviously, because they operate all over the globe. But here in the United States, we actually can do something about consumers in the United States. They are hoarding. They're, 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 I mean, we, we need to make a show like Hoarders that is as compelling. Do you know what I mean? They're hoarding all this, this, these windfalls, keeping the, the profits very, very high, keeping the prices very, very high at the pump. And we're looking at you know places that are trying to prevent a totalitarian regime over in Russia from uh, taking over a democracy in Europe called Ukraine. And, you know, for them, it's a time of war. For Europe, it's a time of war. And and there is no excuse for, for big oil to profiteer, to price gouge, or exploit families in this time of war in Europe. And they're doing it there. Now, we have no control over here, but we sure do have control here. So what would it take? What would it take? Well, we're back to the same conundrum that we are when it comes to a party that's saying one party is for freedom and one party is for giving you a choice. (laughs) And the choice in the GOP is become a mother forcibly or become an inmate. Yeah, or become an inmate. That's their definition of freedom. 